Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ramadan wa barak to you all. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sbiru wa sabiru wa rabitu wa attaqullah. Wa attaqullah la'allakum tuflihun. Sadaqallahul azim. Dear friends, welcome back to the reflections, the Ramadan reflections uh, for uh, this uh, this year. Uh, today we are talking about uh, a verse uh, number 200 of Surah Ali Imran, verse 200 of Surah Ali Imran. Essentially what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying here is, O oh people who believe, uh, isbiru, endure with patience, uh, have patience, exercise patience. And wasabiru. That means and mutually assist one another in patience, or mutually encourage one another to patience. So be patient yourself and encourage one another in patience as well. And then warabitu. Rabitu comes from the concept of ribat, which basically means to guard your territory by putting up guards and protection. So guard your protect uh, your your territory. And wattaqullah and fear Allah. Be God conscious. Be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you may gain success. So in this very short verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, giving us the recipe for success and he says that this will lead to your success. So that is uh, how Muslims should proceed, especially in the face of difficulties because whenever you hear the word patience, you think of difficulty, you think of trials, you think of calamities, you think of maybe even persecution and oppression, as is found, uh, as is being felt by many, many Muslims around the world in different places. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does here in this verse is that he directs believers to bear with patience, to bear with their conditions, uh, to bear with their conditions that they're facing of difficulty. And um, difficulty is always relative. There's obviously places in the world right now that are going through much more difficulty than us. We have our own difficulties. Every nation has its difficulties. There's always difficulty because difficulties can come in various different ways. There, is, there are difficulties related to one's family. There are difficulties related to one's person. So a person may be going through a difficulty by themselves and yet other people might be going through a difficulty with their family, their whole families racked by a difficulty. For example, let's just say that one member of the family is having a tough time in marriage and maybe facing a divorce that normally ends up causing everybody distress because if everybody's concerned. Unfortunately, there are families where um, the individual is alone and while they have brothers and sisters and parents but nobody's interested, they're not willing to assist them, they've literally left them alone and uh, they're, they're not assisting them. So you do get that situation as well. But a lot of the time, you know, calamities can be of different types. Then you have calamities, for example, that are community-based. So there's an issue with the masjid or with the local council or the local laws or the local issues of somebody vandalizing the masjid or maybe it is somebody trying to stop the masjid or bad neighbors, uh, unruly behavior. Uh, maybe there's kidnappings going on as there are cases like that in South Africa or there are you know just threats 
So there could be various different types of calamities and difficulties people are facing. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying here that you need to create an ambience, create an environment of perseverance and urging one another to patience. That, that's really needed. We're, you know, it's really difficult for a person to be patient by themselves sometimes. But when you get encouragement from one another, that adds a whole real, real emotional uh, dimension to it. And it makes it much, much easier. Uh, humans have always been, I mean, humans were created as social beings, uh, as, social, uh, as, as social beings in, in, the, in, in the sense that we uh, relate to one another, we deal with one another, we uh, r relate to one another and we take comfort and solace from one another, we mutually assist one another. It affects us what we do for one another and what other people do. So that's why this verse is encouraging that a person is um, taking care of one another. Even in the face of difficulty, don't just suffer alone and don't just try to deal with it alone, but actually assist one another in doing so. And if you assist uh, somebody else, people have seen, they, you can assist yourself. Because when you encourage other people, you're kind of distancing yourself to a certain degree and you're trying to assist somebody else. And psychologically, what that shows you is that what your, your difficulty is lighter because you're willing to go and assist somebody else in doing that. And then after that, it's saying, defend your frontiers, defend your boundaries. Now, that could be, of course, in the major concept of defending your area in terms of uh, where there's a war going on, right? Like uh, the case of Ukraine and then Russia and so on, right? And like we've seen in many other places, there's a Palestine. The situation in Palestine is very, very similar. I mean, it's completely apt here. There's cases like this we're talking about right now in India, I was just with a Muslim scholar who just came from India and he's saying it's really bad in some places. And uh, so defend your frontiers. And then finally Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ends this with the command to have uh, taqwa and to have uh, God consciousness. And then he says that if you do this, then you will gain pay, you will be successful. So that's really the interesting thing because... At the end of the day, everything is realized through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he's in control of everything. Allah is the all-powerful, Allah is the Qadir, he's the Muqtadir, he is the capable, the omnipotent, and he is the omniscient, the all-seeing. So at the end of the day, God consciousness is definitely going to help. But God consciousness here, the taqwa here, is uh, meant in a number of different ways. So one of the ways that it's meant in is that you are fearful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you don't do any wrong in this regard. Let's just say that you've been able to remove the calamity, you've been able to defend yourself, you've been able to remove the aggression, to thwart the enemies, you've been able to gain victory, right? You've been able to gain the upper hand and you've been able to vanquish and overwhelm, you know, your enemies, whoever they may be. A lot of the time what happens in that situation is that people don't think straight, they lose their equilibrium. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, make sure that you have taqwa. Make sure you have consciousness because God is watching. You have to be just. You can't be unjust about these things. A lot of the time what happens is that somebody is bothering you and then suddenly the, the, the tables turn and something happens and they're struck with some kind of calamity and then you feel, you gloat about it. You feel like, yes, it's because you did this to me. That's why God knows maybe that is the case. But then it leads to us aggressing even further. Sometimes what happens is that if there's somebody... 
oppressing us and we don't have any support and then suddenly mashallah we get some support from somewhere what happens is that we end up then oppressing them even further right we oppressing them much worse than because we feel it's justified i've heard so many people say no it's justified they deserve it well they deserve a certain amount no doubt right and you are allowed to you know get uh, uh, avenge yourself to a certain degree but then you can't go overboard there's no justification for that and that's where it's get, it gets very very complicated as to how much you are a- actually able to do in response because a lot of things are very abstract you know you can't really measure or quantify these things so that's why it gets very difficult that's why we need to err on the side of caution so while we are allowed to give back as much as you get but you go anywhere beyond that and then that becomes a burden upon us in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we become the oppressor. And when you become the oppressor, when anybody becomes the oppressor, they lose the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You gain, remember this, that you gain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's side and his assistance with you as long as you are not the oppressor, but you are the oppressed one. Right? اِتَّقِي دَعْوَةَ الْمَظْلُومِ فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ بَيْنَهُ بَيْنَ اللَّهِ حِجَابَ as the hadith mentions, which, mean, which means that be careful of the prayer of the oppressed one. Be careful of the prayer of the oppressed one because there's no barrier and veil between it and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah is with those whose hearts are broken. Allah are, the, are, are with those who are downtrodden. And um, j- just as a side point here, there's a lot of people saying that I've been downtrodden for most of my life. You know, I've been always overwhelmed and overcome. So a lot of people think that if this promise that you will be assisted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with the ones who are oppressed, then how come I'm not being assisted and, and helped, even though for the last 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you know, my family has been oppressing me. Now, there could be many, many reasons for that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't say that don't do anything and just exercise what you might call a patience of just some kind of passive patience where you don't do anything, right? Du'as are there to assist you, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us also to take measure. And that's what's being mentioned in this verse, warabi, to take your protection. You need to strategize. You need to do what you can do. I mean, obviously the point here is warabi, to, um, the, the, the point that's mentioned here is that protect your borders because the attack hasn't happened yet. Right? They're not in your territory already because if you're in your territory already, then the, the command would be to actually get them out, to assist and get them out like the Ukrainians, for example, had to do. Right? When, you're, when somebody attacks you then, and they've taken, you know, they're, they're encroached into your area already, then of course, then you're allowed to fight back. And this is you know, what the world, tell, world will tell you. But here what's going on is that they're not, they've not attacked you yet, but there's an imminent possibility. Right? There's an imminence to that. There's a possibility, so secure yourself, secure yourself. So a lot of the time what really happens and what the real issue is, is that a person doesn't strategize properly. A lot of time people are told uh, in a wrong way, just do sabr, just be patient, don't take any steps whatsoever. You do have to take steps and that's important. Taking steps is part of Iman, you know, because at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the ability to strategize, put up our defenses, you know, um, uh, decide what's the best way for us and not to just be beaten up all the time. And not to be abused all the time, not to be oppressed all the time. So one needs to be calculating in this regard. A lot of time people will not take advice from others, right? They, or the people they take advice from doesn't give them proper advice. And then after that, what happens is that after 20 years, it's going to lead to a spiritual crisis. 
right? So somebody's going to say that I've been making dua for 20 years, but nothing has happened. Well, Allah tells you to make dua, but he also tells you to act and to strategize and to do that which is correct. And you've not done that, right? You may say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, you should have asked people. You should go to people to find out the best strategy that you can use. Because if, subhanAllah, if the people that are trying to assist you or you think they're assisting you, sometimes they won't be assisting you. We had a case of a woman who is about nearly 40 years of age and finally she's out of a particular marriage that she was forced into and blackmailed into in the beginning from her parents herself. And, and uh, when it was going wrong completely, whenever she would go to her mother, her mother kept telling her that have, ch- have a child. And once you have a child, your husband will be fine. You know, he'll assume responsibility. Well, maybe, maybe, but it didn't work. It didn't work. The guy, they just couldn't see it. She could see it, but the mother couldn't see it. And she just kept thinking maybe that was uh, her experience during her marriage that when, the, you know, when she had a child, then the father became more responsible. So she was trying to give that advice, but that advice doesn't necessarily work for everyone. So she had one child, then her mother is telling us, have some more children. So she's having a second child and a third child, and there is absolutely no difference, and her burden is growing, and she has to earn the, the, the living. He doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want to even earn the wage in the house. He doesn't want to bring the food to the table, right? He is just basically like a sloth, not doing anything. Finally, she got out of that marriage and now she is much happier, but she feels that so much has been lost. And that's because of bad advice and not the right kind of support. Not the right kind of support. You know, marriages are for endurance, right? Marriages, you do need patience in marriage, but there's also a limit after which it becomes a mental breakdown. And that's not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to do, right? He wants us to do ribat, that you prepare yourself as well, that you defend yourself, at least you defend your interests they, they are very, very important. So this can be taken on a macro level and also on a micro level. The other thing is that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about here, there's two words here. Ya ayyuhaladina amnu sbiru wa sabiru. Isbiru and sabiru. So they're both from the same, obviously, root of uh, perseverance and patience and so on. But a lot of the time, the, the common kind of understanding of patience has been a very narrow, restricted sense that they have, which is that you need to just put up and this is, you know, in Urdu, it's in English as well to a, to a certain degree and other languages, you know, the concept of sabr, the Islamic concept. One is patience, right? That just means patience in the face of calamity. But then there's a the concept of sabr. And I don't think people have understood the kind of rich dimension of patience, that the Islamic vision of patience, the Quranic worldview of patience. Generally, it's in a very restricted sense. It's taken to mean just put up with a calamity, or an injustice, or some kind of pain or suffering, without complaint. That's what patience means for a lot of people. However, in the original Arabic, the word sabr carries a much more wider range of meaning. Right? It's, it, it, it incorporates constancy, to do something in a consistent way, to be constant in doing something. Right? to be constant in doing something, so to be regular in doing something. This works with worship, right? This relates to worship. You do worship in a consistent way, right? As we encourage that, um, do actions, you know, even if they're little, but do the regular actions because that shows consistency and constancy. Then you have to be consistent in doing something. You don't do too much one day and after that, the next day you can't do anything, right? So you... We're supposed to be very consistent in what we do. Another meaning has that it's unwavering resolve. So you carry on going until you get your goal. 
you have an objective in mind, a pious and a righteous objective, and then you take all the burdens on, you deal with the obstacles in your path, you know, you basically jump through the hoops that you have to in order to get to where you need to get to, right? You want to get to paradise, there's going to be a lot of difficulties in its path. You want to establish a masjid, you want to uh, become a scholar, you want to learn more about your faith, you want to become more practicing, you want to just start wearing hijab, you want to start uh, praying five times a day, you want uh, to start becoming more regular, in, or you want to abandon certain sins. There's difficulty in all of these paths. They're not easy to do. Right? You might look at certain people who pray five times in a masjid, who cover up niqab, everything, and think it's easy for them. It's not necessarily always easy for them. Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does eventually make it, make it easy. And I will say that once you do get used to it, the, the difficulties, they, they disappear. And the reason they disappear is because you become used to dealing with it. You become used to those kind of challenges don't bother you anymore. You can surmount these challenges and you can get beyond them. It's all sabr. All of that is sabr. Constancy, deliberation, regularity, unwavering resolve, uh, and even taking an uncompromising stand for your principles. That's also sabr. As long as your principles are right. And subhanallah, look at Hussein radiallahu anhu. He had a principle, even though he was advised not to go and attack and not to go and do or not, not to actually go out. Hussein radiallahu anhu was advised not to go out. Right uh, against uh, uh, Yazid and uh, that, that whole discussion that took place there. There were other Sahaba who told him not to go. But he was a man of his principle and he decided that he, that is what he was going to do and he was going to do it for the right thing. So many, we have so many cases like that where people have taken a resolve. For example, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, rahimahullah, he, take, he took a firm resolve not, uh, to, to not give in to Mamun Rashid and Mu'tasim Billah's uh, inquisition and, and, and changed the doctrine about the, about the Qur'an that they were being persecuted for. And eventually, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him victory. So it's to be a first, this is all to do with sabr. And in the Qur'an, sabr has the greatest form of re- reward. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to do all of these things because what that does is when uh, the, the second thing is don't just be resolve yourself but encourage one another to do the same thing so families need to encourage one another Uh, spouses need to encourage one another they need to encourage the children children need to encourage the parents whenever there's a difficulty if there's a sickness for example sabiru that's actually the quranic injunction to uh, to assist one another's one another and then after that it says warabitu and again take your measures properly so defend your your property defend your boundaries defend your land defend your interests defend your sanity all of this thing will inshallah come in through ribat but above all then and have taqwa right and you 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 see right now they're uncovering a number of war crimes they're saying it's war crimes and a lot of the time in war, warlike situations, both sides, they end up creating uh, or committing war crimes. I mean, it happened uh, in, uh, I mean, in, in pretty much every war. That's what happens, right? Especially of nowadays, that's what you see. And the reason for that is when you get the upper hand, as I explained earlier, then you want to just go in with impunity and you justify it. So people cr- start creating that. We're told we're not allowed to do that. The Muslim forces are told you are not allowed to do that. Muslim people are told you're not allowed to do that. Right? You have to uphold uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's consciousness all the time. And that's very important for you. So don't go overboard. Don't go overboard. Make sure that you stick 
to your principles and get guidance if you have to. Be consistent in your faith. Place your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all-powerful. And subhanallah, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give courage to the people in the world, like in Palestine, in the Indian subcontinent, and in many other places where they're going through a lot of turmoil and difficulty, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them the ability to do sabr themselves and to encourage one another to patience. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them taqwa and may Allah above all grant them success. But to everybody else, every other individual in the world that is facing a hardship, a calamity, and who has to go through patience. Patience is an everyday occurrence. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Grant us the ability to be regular, to be constant, to be consistent, to be resolved, and to do that which is right all the time. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us in this month of Ramadan and accept our du'as and take us out of this Ramadan much better than when we entered it and keep us close to him. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essential Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam, and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.